Hello, everybody. Today we are recording episode 30 of the From Checker to Green podcast with Heavy Hearts. Over the past couple of years, a familiar voice has joined us from the beginning and was an integral part of our 29 episodes we've recorded to this point. Brian Kolpak was our producer, co-host, and was a key behind the scenes of this podcast. He helped make this podcast what it is, a purist cool behind the mic and friendly but unflinching honesty that was all about making the podcast better tomorrow than today. He was an amazing friend to Elliot and I, and his voice opened and closed the show. Sadly, we lost Ryan last week at the age of 35. Ryan was a fan of the band Rush and along with Elliot and I, to quote Rush's song after image, suddenly you were gone from all the lives you left your mark gone. Ryan, Elliot and I had a very spirited discussion during the Formula One season and how fitting tonight that this episode is focusing on a spirited Formula One championship and lengthy aftermath. Tonight, his spirit is with us in this recording and his voice will echo in our discussions. Ryan would have wanted this podcast to continue and tonight we dedicate this episode and season to Ryan. Our thoughts and prayers are with his family during this difficult time. As has happened so many times throughout the history of all racing, no matter how dark the day, tomorrow brings another green flag than a checkered flag. So it will here. This podcast will continue on. And before we raise the checkered on this episode, we take a moment of silence. Thank you. And for the final time, Ryan, count us in. All right. So we're going to get this going in five, four, three, two, one, go. Good evening. Good morning. Good afternoon. Whenever and wherever you're listening to this, this is From Checker to Green. The podcast all about racing as told by two lifelong race fans and from time to time about the business aspects of auto racing. The green it takes to take the green. Welcome everybody to episode 30. I am David Moy and alongside is my colleague Elliot Tardif. Elliot, good evening. Good evening, sir. How's things going with you? Well, um... First off, that was a, um, uh, a very poignant and very well-written and well-done uh, uh, memoriam to Ryan, um, and we're going to have a lot more to say about him uh, in, in coming episodes, um, but just wanted to say, uh, well done. Thank you. Um, the weather here tonight, well, I think you, um, you all sent your weather down here to the Carolinas because it's, it's snowing pretty good out right now. And, um, 
we really don't see snow like this here, um, you know, but once every few years or so. Um, so we're probably going to see a few inches here, which, you know, for um, Buffalo or anywhere in, in New York or New England is a Tuesday morning, basically. Um, but for down here is, you know, a fair bit. So um, other than that, you know, family's doing well. Um, you know, I've had a uh, uh, a few COVID issues, uh, you know, on, uh, uh, on my side of the family, but everybody in the house here is doing well and, uh, just taking it day by day. Yeah. Same here. I mean, I, I'm sorry we sent that cold weather to you. I mean, it, I'm looking at my thermometer right now and it's four degrees outside. Um, did it get yeah. below zero last night? I saw that. Um, I, I think it, I think it did. Um, it, I mean, it, it definitely was really cold this morning. We were expecting to see if um, my oldest star school was going to get a wind chill day or a snow day. And, um, well, yesterday I had um, gotten a COVID test. Um, we, we, we've had some COVID issues run through our house. Um, I can explain in a moment. Um, but yeah, we had a, um, I, I got a COVID test because um, Finley this past week, as we're recording this, um, I went to Buffalo to pay my respects to our, our producer and co-host Ryan and, um, and, and his family. Um, I've definitely, you know, been a part of, you know, of his life for 20 some years and you know part you know and know that know his family well but um yeah um so i got stuck in buffalo due to a blizzard on monday um but then we you know i got back tuesday morning and then we were going to do wind chill uh, you know this morning we were going to see a wind chill well i got a covid test well at 4 30 a.m i thought oh i'm getting a message the schools were closed no that was my covid test coming back negative so uh, otherwise you know things are good since the last time we talked yeah we, we we've had some covid issues going on um christmas was pretty interesting um say the least um i think my gray hair count uh double triple in size over that time but uh, yeah <laughs> but everyone came out healthy on the other side That's yes the yes part. and it yeah. and it it started with my wife and ended with my wife so oh, that that was good and she's doing well everyone's all healthy yes excellent well um I guess that's a good place to segue into our, our checkered segment. Um, we had a healthy finish to the Formula One season, um, even before Abu Dhabi. Um, there, were, uh, there was already a considerable amount of uh, intrigue and rivalry and uh, controversy even between um, the two main contenders for the championship, Max Verstappen and Lewis Hamilton, uh, Sir Lewis Hamilton, actually. Um, and, um, between Red Bull and Mercedes and the, the remaining races that we're going to cover in this segment, um, you know, were a perfect kind of ebb and flow between these teams 
to set the stage for what we saw at the finale in Abu Dhabi. So let's go ahead and talk about them. Yeah, um, let's definitely. Yep, starting so, with the uh, the Russian Grand Prix uh, race number 15. Yeah. Um, well, what a race that was. It, it was, but to let, let's kind of recap where we had left off. We um, when, when we last recorded, we were going into um, – we had just talked about um, Monza and, and we had talked about the results out of Monza and then we ended up taking a hiatus on this podcast um, for personal reasons. Um, you know, life does get in the way sometimes. So let's start with, let's start with the Grand. Uh, so let's say at the Grand Prix Italy, we knew Ricardo had won. But the points bail was for Stappen at 226 and a half and Hamilton at 221 and a half. So a five-point difference. We go to the next race, and that's Sochi. And that's the Russian Grand Prix. Hamilton wins for Stappen second. Carlos Sainz was third. That puts Hamilton in the lead, 246 to 244 and a half points for each. We know Spa brought half points so Hamilton up by two we go to the Turkish Grand Prix Factory Batas wins it for Stappen second Perez third Hamilton finishes fifth in this race that's after he got a um what was it a 10 grid a 10, 10 grid, spot grid oh penalty? yes yeah he had a 10 grid penalty he started 11 so that yeah, hurts. I think you had to make like an engine change or something like that. There was something yeah. that happened there that um, yeah. was outside it, it, of the rule book. Yeah, it was one of those engine change, the power changes, and they took a 10 grid penalty, which is which was very shocking when we heard that come out. So what happens out of that for Stappen jumps ahead in the points, he takes he he he, he now has a two his He's up by six points at 262 and a half to 256 and a half. Then we go to the next race, the U.S. Grand Prix, a Grand Prix that Lewis Hamilton has been dominating at year in, year out. Hmm. Not this year. Max Verstappen wins it. Lewis Hamilton was second. Perez was third. And Hamilton led to lap 13. Hamilton. Verstappen took over. Hamilton takes back over at lap 30. Verstappen takes over eight laps later. Done. Verstappen wins it. He ups his point lead to 12 points. He's now 12 points ahead with a 287 and a half to 275 and a half. Now things are going to get interesting. Mexico City, race 18 out of 22. We're going to have four races left, folks, here. Verstappen wins it. Hamilton second. Perez third. Hamilton now builds a 19-point lead, 312.5 to 293.5 on Verstappen's ahead on Hamilton. We now go to the Grand Prix of Sao, Sao Paulo in Brazil. And this is where Hamilton starts making a charge here. Hamilton wins, Verstappen second, Bottas third, 
Hamilton cuts for Stampin's lead down to 14 points. It's now a 332.5 to a 318.5. Then we go to Qatar for the Qatar Grand Prix. Hamilton wins his second race in a row. For Stappen second, Fernando Alonso third. The point lead is down to eight now. Hamilton led all the laps. It's now 351.5 to 343.5. Two races to go. Race number 21 of 22 in Saudi Arabia. The Saudi Arabian Grand Prix. And, for, and Hamilton wins it again. He is on a he is on a hot win streak, and not only that, it's now a dead heat for the race for the championship. Which means going into going into Abu Dhabi, whoever finishes ahead is going to be your champion, barring that they actually get points and finish in the top ten. Remember. Top 10 get points, and if you get the fastest lap bonus, you have to be in the top 10. <laughs> it sets it up for Abu Dhabi. Winner take all. Well, yeah, race yep. 22. And, Elliot, you watched this race. I caught the end of it. Why you explain what happened? Well, this race was a microcosm of the entire Formula One season. All the good, the bad, and the ugly all rolled into one race. And I mean all of it. Um, At the beginning of the race, you had spirited racing between Hamilton and Verstappen. Um, Verstappen and Hamilton went into um, uh, a tight chicane. um, And I think it was Verstappen tried to uh, make a pass, a late pass on Hamilton. And uh, much as we saw at, um, I think it was Monza where they they got together going into a very tight corner because uh, they really didn't leave each other a lot of room. Well, they didn't do that in this case either. Um, and the difference being that there was some runoff and Hamilton utilized that to get himself out of a situation where they would have otherwise made contact. And in so doing, he was able to maintain the lead. Um, and there was uh, some spirited protests um, to the um, uh, to the race director by, I believe, Christian Horner of Red Bull. Um, and the race director, Michael Massey, wasn't having it. Uh, he, he said, nope, uh, it's all good. It's hard racing. Carry on. Um, and so from there, Hamilton showed why he had been on such a winning streak in recent races. He was just uh, absolutely dominant through the middle of the race um, and down to the end of the race too. He, he had walked away from Hamilton. He had walked away, or excuse me, he had walked away from Verstappen. He had walked away from the field. The race and the championship were as good as his. And uh, then with about eight laps to go, Nicholas Latifi uh, in the Williams spun out of control and crashed into a barrier. And that brought out a safety car. For Stappen's team, Red Bull 
to this point in the year have demonstrated themselves to be a little bit more aggressive in their pit strategy than the the uh, the Mercedes team. And sometimes to Hamilton's chagrin, because uh, he feels like he's felt at times like that's cost him positions. Um, and, you know, as we've seen to this point, every single position matters. So uh, the safety car comes out and every pretty much everybody behind Hamilton pits. Verstappen comes in, gets four fresh tires, comes out in second place. Hamilton, believing that uh, they're either going to have maybe a lap or two or they're going to finish this thing under caution, stays out. The reason why that was a, a significant thing was because even if there was a, a, a lap or two of green flag racing to end this race, there were several lapped cars between Hamilton and Verstappen. And according to the rule book, and I believe this was uh, um, at the race director's discretion, they could either leave the lapped cars where they were, um, which I believe is something that we've seen IndyCar do in the past, um, or uh, they can clear all the, the lap cars, they can wave them all around um, and give them all a lap such that all of the, the lead lap cars um, are restarting together. Now, if they do the latter, obviously that takes more time to accomplish than doing uh, the former, which is just leave everybody where they are, throw the green flag, and let's finish this, this race and this season under green. What happened was essentially none of the above. The race director, Michael Mazzi, said all of the cars that are a lap down between Hamilton and Verstappen can go ahead. That's all we're, we're waving around. So it was a different interpretation of that rule um, where to that point, it was either one or the other. And Massey said, I'm going to take C, none of the above, and I'm going to do it this way. And uh, obviously that was met with uh, a storm of protest from the Mercedes team. Toto Wolf was apoplectic and for good reason, because Hamilton was out there on older tires, Verstappen had fresh tires, and they had a lap of green flag racing to go. And in that uh, lap of green flag racing, Verstappen cleanly passed Hamilton um, going into a, a slow corner and walked away with the race win and the championship. Hamilton, to his credit, was very gracious after the race um, with the media and with Verstappen as well. Um, they had a heated rivalry all year and um, to a point where they weren't even looking at each other um, after the second to last race at uh, Saudi Arabia. So um, it was uh, at times very contentious, but after the, after the finale was over, um, Hamilton was very gracious um, in defeat. And uh, uh, there were all the other drivers were coming up and uh, congratulating each of them on a, a hard fought season and 
um, a lot of support for Hamilton um, as well, um, based on, uh, in, in part, how that race ended and what people thought of it. And there's a lot of different opinions of it. And there's been a considerable aftermath that's come out of it. And we're going to talk about all that in a minute. But at the end of the day, it was Max Verstappen, the second generation racer out of Holland um, with Team Red Bull that came home with the Drivers' Championship. And, and you got to also remember that Horner was talking to Massey after they took those tires. And, and, I mean, you're watching the broadcast. I caught the end of it. I, I did catch the end of it when, when you had messaged me about this going on. I caught the end of it. And I, you know, you hear him talking and, and you hear me saying, we're, we're working out, we're working on it. And, um, yeah, it definitely, it, it definitely, I mean, controversial, I mean, for sure. But yeah, it, it definitely was a, a really good season. I mean, back and forth, and and um, you know, a lot of people are comparing it to the um, '76 season between Hunt and Lada, um, the the late uh, James Hunt and the late Nicky Lada. Um, <clears throat> You know, in, in how controversial McLaren and and Ferrari, Ferrari. were, yep. and and in the I mean back in the seventies, I mean controversy ruled Formula One. Oh um, yeah, those two teams they hated oh, each they other. Hated, I mean, I mean the things that they pulled, the things that they did, mm-hmm. um, you know the fuel blockage in the Italian Grand Prix, don't let British fuel in and and the disqualifications, but then the penalties and then the accident with law. Yeah, that that was what that was. But yeah, it definitely was, was an interesting season this year. And and I give oh, yeah. I give my congrats to Verstappen. Oh yeah. And, yeah. and, and sadly and, and, and Bottas actually, and I mean, Mercedes won the Constructors' Championship. I mean, Perez just couldn't be consistent in finishes this year. But Bottas in his final year at Mercedes, how, you know, that was his goal was, if I can't win a championship, I'm going to help win you guys a Constructors. And he did. Yep. Um, and he finished third. In, in points. So yeah, Mercedes took the constructors. Yeah. Um, and there's, there's more on that later on too, but, um, you know, for Mercedes, that was kind of cold comfort, um, you know, given how close they were to, to winning the driver's title too. Um, but yeah, I mean, this was a, a, a season for the record books um and just as was even before the safety car it was going to be a season that was going to be talked about for a long time to come yeah just because of the the ebb and flow of the season and uh you know each of these teams just throwing haymakers at each other and one team getting knocked down for a while and then getting back up and smacking the other one in the mouth and then 
the other team getting knocked on their heels for a while. And it was just this, this back and forth and back and forth. And you come down to the last race and, you know, almost like, like, um, you know, the, the NASCAR finale in recent years where it's oh, yeah. winner take all. And that's exactly what you had here. Um, and to formula one's credit, you know, in doing it in an organic way and not, you know, coming up with a, a playoff system or, you know, altering the points in any way such that everything that had gone on in the season to that point wasn't being factored into that last race in terms of the number of points that each driver had everything well, that had happened in the season filtered into that last race and made that last race what it was oh yeah most certainly and actually the associate penalty you mentioned about the incident at monza that's what the penalty was for Mm -hmm. was was the associate penalty i think was the result of monza because um they reviewed to see if hamilton just like what Bodice did, they, they reviewed the, the Hamilton, and I think he had an aggressive driving. So I think he got a penalty off of that, but then there was a power plant penalty somewhere um, there. So it might, I, uh, but I think that's what drove the, the part of that penalty. And then he had to take a five grid. I, I think he got that. It was going to be five grid. Then they took another five grid penalty because of the engine. Okay. I, I think that's how it all shook out. But I remember, yeah, yeah I remember when you mentioned that, I, I remember that. Um, and then there was another, you're talking about controversies. And um, uh, then there was one too, where um, I think it was before um, one of the, the later Grand Prix, um, the stewards called Hamilton in and they were talking about something that uh, may or may not have been legal on his car. And then um, somebody caught, uh, Verstappen looking at Hamilton's car and then touching oh, it. That, that was the second to last race. Yeah. And that's, that, that's and, a and huge they penal, and they, yeah, penal, they penalized uh, Verstappen he, for it. Yeah. Well, they find him. Yeah. They, they find him. They, I mean, it's what, I mean, like I say, you could compare it to 76. That's the stuff that Lotta did. Yep. Lotta would go up and look at cars. Yep. I mean, that's it, that, that they yeah. used to do that. Yeah. And, but everyone was like, you know, uh, you know, Mercedes especially is like, how can you say anything about the legality of our car when, you know, our main rival for the championship is physically touching our car. And, so. and, and, and he, and he only walks away with the fight. Yep. Yeah. That, yep. oh yeah, that, I mean, it, it definitely was a spirited thing and, and it's yep. going to be an interesting season and, and we're, we're going to talk about that. I mean, we'll, we'll talk about the, the upcoming season, you know, who we're going to think we're going to win, you know, when we look at the 2022 season um, in our green segment. But, yeah, very interesting. Yep. Um, we've got a lot more to talk about um, on the championship and everything that's happened afterwards, uh, everything that's happened over the winter um, up to present day we're recording this on the 21st of january um about i think what about a month or so now before they uh, start doing their uh preseason testing for 2022 yeah and there's a lot that's happened and a lot and, that's still going to happen and and we're two months from the season 
Yes, sir. From Bahrain. We're, we're yep. actually less than two months yep. right now. So we're going to talk about all that on the other side of this break. This is From Checker to Green. From Checker to Green podcast, we'll be right back. Fans, do you like our content and want to reach out to us? Well, you can follow us on Facebook and Twitter at From Checker to Green Podcast. Do you have an idea for the show? Want to give us feedback? Or do you have a guest you would like us to try to bring on? Well, you can reach us at CKRD, the number two, GRN at gmail.com. And if you're also liking what you're listening to, and you want to listen to previous episodes or recommend the show to friends, you can listen to us at podcast.com, Apple Podcasts, and coming soon, we're going to be on Google Play Music Podcasts. We thank you for your listenership and drop us a line. And now back to the From Checker to Green Podcast. Thank you, David. And our spotlight is, as uh, we talked about before the break, is on everything that has happened um, out of Abu Dhabi and out of the um, the end of that race and the deciding uh, decision of the the championship. So uh, let's, Dave, let's get into it and, and uh, talk about it. Most uh, the, certainly. The first thing is. Um, Let's let's just start right from the the end of the race and the um, after the the anthems had played and you know all the interviews had been done. What happened from there forward? And the the action was happening fast and furious pretty much from the get go. Um, in the form of, I think it was what two individual protests that it, Toto Wolf and Mercedes logged. Well, there were even before that, um, Toto well, Wolf protested to Massey saying, this isn't right. And Massey turns around to Toto Wolf and says, this is motor car racing. Yeah. This happens. Oh yeah. And, and it, it wasn't, it wasn't even, let's see. We saw the end of the race. So what, maybe an hour after, all of a sudden, what, I get the alert and I'm telling you that, hey, there's a protest coming out? Yep. And and we were like, what? Wait, protest? So, yeah, this protest comes out, then they deny it. Then Mercedes appeals it. They mm-hmm. deny it. And they were going to, no, wait. They were they they were gonna take it one more decision. More yeah, day. I think there was like a, a, a international federation of sport oh, yes. or something like that. Yes, they were gonna take it to the FIA. So yeah. they 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 protested the the finish, which in in auto racing you can do. Um, it, it it happens sometimes at local tracks. Um, I think Bowman Gray's n- notorious notorious for this, Elliot. Um, down by you, that yeah. they um, that if you protest, you actually have to put some money up to it. Um, and if you lose it, you lose that money. 
But mm-hmm. um, yeah, so protests. Because yeah, otherwise, are, the the yeah the um, anyone that loses a race can just can, protest willy nilly. And, and and that's the thing. So they they protested and that got denied. So they appealed to F one. They appeal to the stewards, and that gets denied. And they say, "No, we're holding our we're holding our decision," which yeah. um, you know I I think at that point the F one stewards said, "I mean the race director said, no, this is what it is. I'm sorry, we're gonna we're gonna deny your protest." You know, they take it to the next level, and they're mm-hmm. doing what what they're doing. They know there's a controversy. And, and they're just keeping their mouth shut. They don't want to put fuel to the fire. Let's be consistent. And then there's the talk about the appeal a couple days later. And that is where um, all of a sudden, you know, there's talk they're going to appeal this to the FIA. Uh, what? Total Wolf's cut. Um, you know, they're, they're saying, oh, we're not going to participate in the photo shoot. We're not going to go to the banquet. We're, we're, or we're appealing this. And they would, right. and Mercedes pulls the appeal about a day later. Yeah. Um, and then they start, and then Toto makes a statement that um, catches everyone off guard. And it's, it, it's not even a, a, a what did it do? Did it come through Twitter or that or something like that? Um, I forget exactly it, how. I forget if it was uh, in an interview or... Um, oh, maybe it wasn't. Yeah, it was something, somewhere it came out and he yeah. says, um, Lewis Hamilton may or may not be back. Yep. Yeah, that that spun everybody's head around. Yeah. When when he said that. And and then they said we're not gonna do the photo shoot. We're not going to do the um Yeah, we're um Toto we're, said the banquet. Lewis and I are not going to the banquet. And which and is that, a, a violation of rules unto itself. But that's yeah. that's uh, no nope. we'll, and, and that and that came out at the year end um the FIA um conference so their director if i um let me guess yeah, they name. elected a new president i think right the uh yeah the, ben, uh, it was either at the the banquet yeah, or somewhere ben, right around there. ben sulam warns no forgiveness if hamilton proves rules and this was chris medlin on racer.com december 17th mm-hmm. and he says there's going to be no forgiveness by not, you know, if he breached rules by not attending the FIA prize giving gala, but wanted to analyze the situation before they jumped into that. Um, and right. that was. And that was um, why Mercedes dropped the, uh, the appeal, right? Was because um, the FIA gave them their word, basically, that we're going to do an investigation of what happened at the end of. Yeah. Um, Abu Dhabi, which, to... which just kicked off a couple days ago. Um, there is an article by onrooster.com um, about that investigation. It came out, um, it, it, it came out um, January 13th. Chris Medlin reports that the FIA outlined its steps that they're going to do a detailed analysis of the final laps of the Abu Dhabi Grand Prix. Um, 
and, and based on Massey's decision um, to unlap the cars between Hamilton and Verstappen and then call the safety car in the pits for one lap, um, they, they said they were going to commit to the investigation um, it kicks off January, it kicked off January 19th. So it kicked off a couple days ago from this recording of the podcast. Um, and an item on the agenda is going to be at the Sporting Advisory Committee will be dedicated to the use of the safety car. Um, the following stage will be shared discussion with all the F1, F1 drivers. Um, and then what will happen is they're going to make an outcome and there's that, that the outcome of the detailed analysis goes to the F1 commission in February, final decisions come out at the world motorsports council in Bahrain, March 18th. Why is March 18th important? Because that, that is two days before the Bahrain Grand Prix. So those cars are practicing at that point, getting set to do qualifications. And we may, and they're going to have a decision on the safety car then. Um, talk about cutting it close. But yeah, I mean, I, so I, I've been stewing over this and um, I had literally, uh, driving up Buffalo, an argument with myself in the car, kicking around points of what we would talk about on this. And I've got a question to pose to you, Elliot. A, a, a couple questions. So this is a two-parter. One, if um, they, if, if Hamilton took tires, and they came out one, two together and maybe had like one or two cars ahead of them. And Massey does this, lets those cars go ahead. The, the lap cars. So they're on even tires and they have a one lap shootout. Do you think Mercedes gets mad and protests? Same tire, they, they both get new tires. I'm going to say if anybody is protesting, well, and let's also caveat that the lineup is still Mercedes for, is still Hamilton yeah. for Hamilton, Stafford, Hamilton right? They both go Stafford. in the pits one, two, they come out one, two. They right? come out one, two, and they, they move. Um, now, they, at that point? Um, if, and, if they... and Hamilton still, but you get the same result of Verstappen beating him. So let's no. add in that. No. You don't think they no. protest? No, Mercedes doesn't protest. At I, that point. I, I don't think so either. Even no, if, if anything, they... it would have gone the other way because it... at that point you have lap cars in the middle of the, the battle for the championship and who knows if they're going to get out the way or not. Yeah. Um, but let's let's assume they don't okay what that does is it greatly diminishes i think the avenues the passing opportunities that verstappen has to overtake hamilton on the last lap and that's assuming that 
Verstappen's car is up for it. Um, you know, in light of everything that had happened in that race previously, which was Hamilton walking away from Verstappen. Mm-hmm. Hamilton had the better car. Oh, yeah. He had the faster car. And oh, yeah. Um, it was just heads up pit strategy at the end and, you know, a controversial interpretation of a rule. And that's another thing, too, is the Formula One rules are a matter of public record. Yeah. So we get to see what the rule is that they're applying and whether or not one could make an argument that they applied it correctly. So, um, But I think at that point, if... They both have the same tires. I think Hamilton would win, and I think Red Bull would be protesting um, because uh, Red Bull would be protesting if they moved any lap cars that were ahead of them out of the way, and just those cars, because that's still the same controversial interpretation of the rule, I think, um, as what they ended up doing. It's either... Based on that that rule and based on what I've read, um, it sounds like it's either no cars get get waved around or they all do. Yeah. And so and if they and if they red flagged it, so let's put it this way: if they red flagged it, get tires, and it ends up being a one lap shootout, no matter what, or two lap shootout. Um, because they red flagged it. Um, you know, do you, you know, I don't see any protests happening by either because it's a red flag. They get it cleared. No safety car. Those cars are all out. Uh, you know, they're all gone, you know, because, you know, you, you stop, you change trays. And then when you line up, every, all those cut lap cars are already behind you. Um, I don't see any protests with that. The, the thing I get that, that gets me, and I, I'm going to put this point, is that I think the reason Mercedes is so... I, I understand where they're coming through from the rule, and they're arguing that, which I understand. But I think what gets them so pissed off is that they made a decision not to take tires. And Red Bull right. did. They took a gutsy decision. They they gambled, and that gamble failed. And that is not. I mean, I I hate to say it, but the the one person you gotta blame is Toto Wolf himself. Because and you know I'm not I'm not knocking on, on Toto Wolf. I mean he he's a great team principal. I mean he he's smart. Um. You know, he, 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 you know, yeah, he knows the system well. He, the fact that knows, they won the, the yeah. manufacturer's title is testament to that. Yeah. You know, he's, he he's, yeah, he's a sharp figure. Oh, yeah. Um, you know, a, a sharp figure. He, he never, you know, when, when the whole thing with, with Bodice went down uh, a, a few seasons ago and Lewis Hamilton went right to Toto afterwards and, and, and you know, and he, in Toto, and he even said it in the post-race interview, he, he was mad about, about that decision. That was the last time Toto 
pulled the move like that because he knew that that it, it didn't resonate well. So he's very sharp and, and he knows what he's doing. But I I hate to say it, but you gotta share a little blame because you made a a, a decision there. You took yeah. a gamble. It's yeah. like it's like going at Daytona, you know, on a green white checker and saying, I'm gonna go put um I'm just going to go put gas in the car to get me some, you know, get me some laps in case there's numerous green oil checkers. And the guy who beat you at the line took four new fresh tires and fuel and beat you because he had the fresher rubber. Yep. It's, I mean, it, it just doesn't, I mean, you, in racing, you make decisions and yep. I, I, I just think that, you know, I understand where Mercedes come out. And yeah, the rule. I mean, they even pointed out after said, well, that's not the rule. That that's not it. So who knows what one interpretation Massey had? Um, you know, was he feeling the pressure from Horner? Was he doing this as a um kind to, you know, trying to even up the playing field for what happened er earlier in the race. And when Horner, you know, Horner got mad, I mean, Horner could turn around and protested that decision if Hamilton won the championship. That is possible. So, I mean, you just can't, I, I, I mean, you are in agreement. It, it definitely was a mishandling. Uh, what was it you said? They NASCAR the ending, with, yeah. which I think is it's perfect. Yeah. But it just, I mean, it it shouldn't be a factor on how the 2021 season went. And, yeah. and yeah, it, I, it, it shouldn't have ended in that way. And, and if, because of everything that had happened beforehand and this being such a memorable season. Yeah. And for it to end that way, it, yeah, it's, it's disappointing that I mean, we're, we're talking about controversy, you know, and, in a severe one, um, instead of, you know, celebrating a, a hard fought season and a championship that was, you know, decided by and large um, within the rules. Yeah, I say by and large, you know, in, in, you know, with deference to your your thoughts, David, about the, um, uh, you know, the the no call at the beginning of the race. Yeah, um, but you know, even that, you know, that's that's a you know um, a, a tertiary race and deal. That's not a um, a matter of you know clearing out several lap cars and you know restarting a, a race with. Uh, you know, under a controversial uh, interpretation of a rule. Those yeah. are two different things. And, and, and the other thing that, that goes to this is, I mean, the fallout that's come out now, I mean, we, we still don't know if Lewis Hamilton's going to come back or not. Now, no. here's the thing. Yeah, let's, uh, let's Mc, work Mc, through Le the timeline on yeah. this. It, well, yeah, let, let's work. Yeah, work through the timeline. And I've got a couple key points because in a really big question to ask Mercedes, 
that that they're going to be on on the gun for. But yeah, let's work through the key points of this, Elliot. Yep. So um, so Hamilton um, does the the post race interview at Abu Dhabi. Um, he's obviously very disappointed, but um, incredibly gracious in defeat. You know, congratulates uh, Verstappen on a um, you know a hard fought win, a hard fought championship, um, and that is. Um, and then a, f- a few days after that, uh, December fifteenth, he's in. Um, was it? Uh, he's in uh, the company of the Queen and the yeah. royal family to be knighted. Yeah. Um, for you know all the that he's done. F- uh, you know, as a British citizen, an exceptional athlete, and an ambassador of of Great Britain. And so, um, yeah, he was knighted, and he is now Sir Lewis Hamilton. Um, and you know, there was a, um, a great pomp and circumstance around that ceremony and well-deserved. And ever since then, there has not been a peep from Lewis Hamilton in any way, shape or form. And, um, you know, it's been noted, he's very active on social media. Typically, um, you know, he has, uh, he, he posts fairly frequently. Um, and since, um, I think it was since Abu Dhabi, um, before Ab- the start of the Abu Dhabi race, there has been no activity from him on any of his social media channels. So it's kind of left everybody guessing as to what he's going to do, especially in light of what Toto Wolf said, um, that, uh, you know, Wolf claimed that Hamilton was so disillusioned with um, the ending of that race and how that championship was decided that he may not come back. And we fast forward to um, earlier this month and um, former champion Alain Prost um, offered his thoughts. And uh, this was in uh, an article from Planet F1 written by John Wild. Prost is quoted in uh, the um, an interview he gave with the French publication Le Journal du Dimash. Um, and he says, it's hard to put yourself in his shoes. He surely has as many reasons to stop as to continue. It's 50-50. He's taken a big blow to the head but it would be really sad if he weren't here, if he wasn't here next season. And pros pro should know about controversy with him and Senna. Oh, yeah. yeah. And I mean, I, so this is the thing that, that I get to, and, and, and we know we're hearing that Akon may be the backup if he doesn't return. Um, yeah. Grosjean's getting a favor to do a F1 test. It, that's kind of from what you and I were talking about before we started recording. It sounds like uh, Mercedes just give him a favor. But here's the thing. Is, is it if Lewis Hamilton goes and, and decides not to come back, you have you knew Red Bull was good at this year. They're going to be strong again. Ferrari's starting to get their footing back. McLaren's getting their footing. How far are is could are you willing to drop if Hamilton doesn't come back? 
you know what what happens i mean does mercedes if hamilton get, doesn't yeah if hamilton Mer- doesn't go Mer- ahead mercedes won't be number one. Oh no no, no. i'll be they may even get lucky if they get to three because yeah, Red Bull, Ferrari, and McLaren are all, I mean, you got Ferrari and McLaren breathing down their necks. Yep. And at that point, you would have two brand new drivers because yeah. uh, Botas moved is... on from Mercedes at the end of the season. Yeah. And um, who's in there now? Is it uh, Russell? Um, I'm pulling I think it might up... be Russell, right? Um, I'm pulling up the 22 formula one uh thing i i think it is it's either russell or stroll but i think it's russell mercedes yeah russell yeah yep and if it's 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 a huge difference between if it's russell and hamilton or russell and ocon yeah just is you know and no disrespect to Ocon, he's he's a heck of a racer, and he's he's done a lot of, he's he's had a lot of success, and he's, um, I think probably overachieved. Oh yeah, the equipment that he's driven to this point, um, you know, he reminds me of like a uh, almost like a Brad Keselowski, um, with a Formula One sensibility. Yeah. Um, but at the same time, neither of those two gentlemen are are Lewis are Sir Lewis Hamilton. Oh not. yeah. And, and, and it, it would be exactly what happened to the New England Patriots when Tom Brady left. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, I think it's a direct comparison. I think it's so. A, a, so, yeah, yeah I, I, I have to say. Uh, and look, the, my bills have taken over that. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah. Interesting fact about that. Um, Bill Belichick is 71 and 78 without tom brady starting so yeah you're right it 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 would be tough and and they're two completely different teams but but i blame to i i have to say it but i think toto i I, you know I, i understand toto saying something like that but at the time at that at that point you know, you say that now your driver's got to react and it may be why he's staying off of social media is because he's going to get a million questions. You just put Mm -hmm. your driver into a position that you shouldn't have been. And I, 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 I mean, if I'm Hamilton, yes, I'd be pissed about that if I lost on, on a decision, but you know, at that point, you got to go hold your head up high. Um, and, and, and this is a key point exactly. Um, in 1990, the, the Buffalo Bills lost that Super Bowl to the New York Giants. Wide right, Scott Norwood, missed field goal. He came back and he held his head up high. He didn't, you know, he wasn't mad. He was, you know, arguing. And, and they said that it was that loss that kind of drove them to the next three Super Bowls because they wanted it. And, you know, and, and what I'm saying is in that situation, when you lose something like that, you need to, you need to put it behind you, put your head up high and go in, 
guns a blazing next season mm-hmm. and, and say, I want this. I want yep. that world championship. But yep. yeah, Hamilton, I mean, I just, I, you're, you're right, Elliot. If Hamilton walks away, I, I think Mercedes is in trouble. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, they, they can forget about a, a, a championship. Um, either drivers or manufacturers. And, and considering um, they'll be that, in, they might be in contention, but they're not going to get there. There's too oh, many other no. good teams out there. Yeah, Red Bull that, chief being chief among them. Oh yeah, Red Bull will, will take will go ahead of them. Yeah, y- then you y- have y- you know Ferrari is back on the rise again. Yeah, with Leclerc and Sands, yep. um, Aston, um, McLaren. Mm-hmm. You know, Ricardo Norris, they're doing well. I yeah. mean, heck, even Aston Martin, that that was a god godsend to get Fettel. Yeah. Look how he turned them around. Yep. And and that's that's something. And and that and that's what's scary is that is you know, is is there's no other German manufacturer in there. And you've got, there is, no. you, yeah, you've got two British drivers. You may lose one and you may be supplanted by, by two British teams. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so what do I mean? What do you do? And, and, you know, and we still haven't heard the fallout. What's going to happen if they found out if they broke rules, right. I mean, is, is Hamilton, you know, are they going to, you know, suspend Hamilton for so many races because he broke a rule? No, I don't think anything like that would happen. You're talking about the um, decision not to attend the banquet? Banquet, yeah. I mean, no, are they going to no, take no, they're not money away? Him. No. Well, they'd probably fine him or something like that. But oh, I, I can say, see the fines. Yeah, but to say we're going to suspend you for events over that, but, Absolutely not. But it's a new president. We don't know what the new president's going to do. No, if I mean, the this... new president wants to go down in history as one of the most unpopular, then he might do that. But yeah, I would expect um, wiser minds than that to prevail in this case. And I'm hoping that he is. But oh yeah. Um, but the other thing to consider too is um, this investigation that. Um, they promised they would undertake to determine what would happen, you know, what happened at the end and, you know, what they can learn going forward. Um, And I want to call to mind an editorial that Chris Medlin wrote on racer.com January 12th. Um, And in that he, um, he noted that the, the silence um, that silence is deafening. And especially from the FIA and from Formula One. And, you know, while granted, the calendar hasn't done them very many favors to this point in terms of getting information out there to people for them to process, um, the fact that nothing has been said to this point is, um, you know, is probably giving some people, you know, concern or, you know, angst. Um, And he noted in here, that um, you know, Total Wolf made abundantly clear um, that the reason Mercedes dropped the appeal um, was that they were expecting action to be taken 
out of the investigation. It doesn't, um, and he makes a note in, in here too, um, Chris Medlin does that this investigation is not, um, I'll just quote the um, this piece of the article, um, not a steward's review that could lead to some sort of change of the race outcome, um, but rather is how and why uh, the decisions that were, um, but rather, and I'm quoting again, um, how and why the decisions that were taken at the final race were taken, an admission that errors were made and, but again, an explanation as to how and clear steps to prevent any similar situation happening in the future, close quote. So that's kind of the, sets the, the boundaries of what, um, you know, this inquiry would yield. Um, and that I think is what uh, Mercedes is looking for. That's what Toto Wolf is looking for. That's what Sir Lewis Hamilton is looking for. Um, but it's worth noting, again, you know, we're getting down to, uh, what is it, about a month now before they start testing in Barcelona. And then yeah. not long after that, the 2022 season starts. Yeah. And we still don't know if the series' biggest driver is even going to be on the grid. Yeah, that, that's the thing. Yeah, and, we, we, we don't know. Yeah. And so the question then becomes, okay, you know, to Chris Medlin's point in this, this article, do you, you know, release periodic updates of the investigation, you know, some, some early conclusions, um, you know, or an early conclusion that is not going to change um, yeah. as the, the rest of the investigation finishes? Because I think I saw some somewhere that this inquiry may not finish, uh, well, David, I think you said it before. Yeah, um, it, it's, it's gonna not going to finish until March, right? Yeah, it's going to be done right before they're going to release something two days before. Now they're going to two mean, days before what the, the but first by race. Rain. Of the yeah, yeah. See that? So we don't come we, on. We we don't know, but it's. I mean, <clears throat> I mean, what is yo? Know, they, they they definitely gotta have something out there we we don't know what will come out we don't know if massey will have a job um we don't know if they're going to change the rule we don't well, we already know. know they've changed one thing and yeah. that is that uh they are not going to allow team principals to have direct communication with the race director going forward yeah. and, and and they should never had um and, and and that's guilty on on everyone's part um because uh, everyone took advantage of that but mm -hmm. yeah it, it it you just don't know what's gonna happen what's gonna come out of it and yeah you're right elliot who knows what's gonna happen who knows if mercedes shows up you know well, mercedes is showing up that's no question well yeah it's but if they're you know, it, whoever their drivers are, that's, whoever that's, their drivers yeah. gonna be. Mm. I mean, it, it's you know, you just don't know what will what will come out of this, mm. and we just, I mean, I, you know, I, I hate to say it, but it's 
F1 and their issues again. Yeah. Uh, it, in it, a way, it's kind of this, it's the same it's, kind of thing that jumped up on them at Spa. Oh, yeah, that was terrible. Yep. I mean, we're, it, we're kind of seeing the same thing here it, again. You know, it's these. Always, yeah. it, it's, it's somehow has always plagued them decision yep. wise. Yep. And, and the whole thing of, you know, you know, they, they had controversy in the 90s. They've had mm-hmm. controversy in the 80s. They've had it in the 70s. Heck, they had it in the 90s when uh, Senna was killed. Um, the, the whole controversy out of, hey, your response time sucks to get to a driver prompted that them. That's medical attention. Yeah. Yep that needs medical attention prompt them to put more drivers out. But then at the start of the race, they have a actual medical safety car. And so if something happens on a start, they can actually get to somebody right away. And, and that's the thing is that, you know, it is formula one. It, um, I mean, controversy is never going to go away in auto racing. Um, it, it just comes with the, the, the nature of the sport. But, mm-hmm. yeah, it just, I mean, I, I think we're just going to have to wait and see. We will, but at the same time, there's um, some people that are very keen on what the um, how long this inquiry is going to take and what the conclusions of it are going to be. And yeah. if either of those are unsatisfactory, then, um, you know, there, there could very well be some uh, uh, newsworthy responses that come out of it. Yeah. And, and it, it's possible it might even happen before the, the beginning of the season. And, yeah. you know, but the fact that we don't know if Hamilton will even be a part of the 2022 season or if he moves on um, is, you know, that question alone and the fact that that question has any um, weight of truth behind it mm-hmm. should be stunningly alarming to everybody involved at the FIA and Formula One. Yeah, it's the million dollar question that everyone's going to want to know. And when that decision comes, we're going to know the answer. And if it's the answer that he walks away, then we're going to have to see where the fallout lands. Indeed. Um, If he decides to come back, I think, I think it's um, gonna look very good on the sport. So it will. With with that said, I think it's we, time for us to land on a break, and then yeah. we have some some questions of our own to answer on yeah. the on the flip side of it. We're uh, we're gonna go green on the 2022 Formula One season. We're gonna offer our thoughts on um, who are 
title contenders uh, might be both driver and manufacturer. So um, stick around on the other side of this break. We're going to get to that. This is from Checker to Green. The From Checker to Green podcast will be right back. Fans, are you looking for something to give you that competitive edge for your business, organization, or event? Then choose Samurai Graphics. AJ Saylor will design your logo, business cards, letterhead, invitations, create a flyer, or even do a social media post for your company or event. Samurai Graphics accepts all different forms of payment and will give you that edge you need to be number one. Contact AJ Saylor at SamuraiGraphics716 at gmail.com or find them on Facebook at Samurai Graphics. Samurai Graphics, your business solution. And now, back to From Checker to Green podcast. Thank you, David. The green flag is out, and it's time to look ahead to 2022, the Formula One season, and offer our thoughts on what we're looking out for, what some of our surprises might be, or um, what some of our disappointments might be. So, um, David, let's talk about it. What do you? Um, what are some of the? Um, what are some of the items that that you're looking for? Hamilton and the Mercedes controversy notwithstanding um, out of this season? Well, I think some of the surprises are going to be is one, um, can Verstappen defend his title? How good is Red Bull going to be? Are they going to come out swinging again um, like they did? Well, you know, the rule changes come out. Um, look at, I mean, remember there's some. Um, rule changes that have, you know, the technical regulations have come out, um, which were planned for 2021, but then were delayed um, because of COVID. Those come out this year. Um, a, a different bodies come out. The power units are, are changing again. Um, you know, power units usually change. Tires go from 13 inches to 18 inches. Um, this year, so you know, there's there's some different ones, but it's you know, can Red Bull do it? Can Ferrari continue their moment, their, their stride? What about McLaren? What about Aston Martin? You know, has Fettel found his home? I mean, Kimi Raikkonen's retired, um, and Bodice takes over that. So how's he going to do that? So those are some, you know, Alfa Romero. Those are some of the surprises that, um, you know, or those are actually some of the questions that I have for this. And I think the, I think the one big surprise I, I will see is, um, is if Verstappen can't hold the title. Um, which would be very interesting if he can't. That would be a big surprise, but I, I think those are definitely the questions I've got. Yeah, that's going to be an interesting um, 
overriding question going into the season is whether or not Red Bull can uh, defend their their driver's title um, and contend for a manufacturer's title this year. Um, clearly, when you look at where they came out of 2021 and going into 2022 against all of the other teams, um, they you know clearly have the most momentum. Um, and, you know, also a relative lack of controversy and questions. So all of that works in, in their favor. Now, with all that said, you know, we're coming into 2022 with a great number of regulations and updates that are being, have been made to uh, the cars going into this year. Um, and so what that's going to do by all appearances is, um, you know, much as we're kind of seeing in NASCAR with the, the Gen 7 car, uh, it's going to kind of um, completely redraw the playing field. And um, everything, you know, most, if not all of the technical information and the information that they had on uh, car performance to this point is going out the window and they're starting from scratch and they're, they're, learning these cars fresh again because of the number of changes that have been made to the cars from 21 to 22. So, um, but with that said, um, you look at a team like Red Bull that is strong year in and year out as is, and then you give them, uh, or then you factor in, they have a reigning drivers champion on their roster and you know arguably room to improve on the technical side of it on in in terms of how fast their cars are certainly lends to the theory that they could get better from here and yeah. uh, they could most definitely be the team to beat but now with that said i think you've got um other teams that are are going to be ready to to bring the noise this year yeah i think ferrari's definitely going to be one you know mclaren may be one as well um i was thinking that uh the uh, the alpine or alpine team uh might be uh one of them I as well but i they think they just had a sudden departure yeah i think uh looking at, at racer.com i think prost left um and so i guess there's a bunch of questions over there now so yeah, it wasn't, um, it was, um, yeah, yeah, Prost left and um, Bukowski is out at Alpine as well. Yeah. So, yeah, that is, um, yeah, that, I mean, you're right. I mean, there, there's definitely, you know, we, we were seeing if they could do it, but they, they may not be able to. Um, yeah, I, I definitely, I, I think it's going to be very interesting for sure with that. And, and those are some really good, you know, you know, questions we've got. I mean, we'll see what happens in testing. We knew Red Bull was a threat in for the Toyota last year because of what testing brought. Mm-hmm. Um, so that, that kind of tells you who's going to be a threat. So, um, you know, next month we, you know, everybody's going to look at Barcelona and see what happens. Yeah. Um, now I've got a question to ask is 
what race do you think is um what race or races are you looking forward to this year looking at a 23 race schedule with the new miami grand prix being in there oh that's going to be an interesting one um and i hope that one is a, a terrific success just as uh the Grand Prix in Texas, um, you know, there, if, you know, you recall when they first proposed that event and, you know, just getting that track built, there was a lot of questions about whether or not it was all going to be able to be pulled together. Um, and, you know, whether or not it was, it was going to, um, go off well and, you know, history has, has judged, um, that, um, you know, that effort, that track, um, and just that entire event very favorably. So I'm hoping that the same happens here in Miami. Um, but with that said, um, I'm thinking um, if there's any events that are going to be particularly interesting, um, you know, obviously, you know, the big ones like um, uh, Monaco, those are, that's, yeah. that's going to be hey. big. And we but, get our triple showdown again this year. Monaco is May 29th. Mm -hmm. So the big Sunday and race day again, folks. Yep. Monaco, Indy, and the Coke 600. The, the, the most wonderful weekend besides Daytona 500. Yep. In motorsports happens that weekend. So, yeah, that, that I'm glad to see Monaco back. I, I think yep. Miami's going to be interesting. Um, yep. I'll be interested to see, um, what happens with Azerbaijan this year, because oh. if you recall that race last year, um, you know, threw a huge wrench into the, um, the championship yep. for Stappen, I think blew a tire towards the end of the race. That, yeah. And then Hamilton, um, that was another one. It was like a green Stroll. checkered, uh, and, it, it was Stroll had a hard hit too, because of tires. Yeah. And, uh, and then on, on a, a late restart, Hamilton just completely missed the first corner. Yeah. The breaking for it. And I think took himself out of the points. Yeah. So that one's going to be an interesting one, but another one that I'm going to be paying attention to is F1's return to Canada. Yeah. Um, I was just thinking that. Yeah, because if memory serves, they have not been to Canada, I think, since the pandemic started. Yeah, two so, years. Yeah. yeah. So it would be um, great to see and, them at, at Circuit Gilles Veneuve. And, and awesome. um, oh, sorry. Uh, yeah, no, I'm just saying, um, I think that will be a, a terrific weekend. It's going to be middle of June um, on the St. Lawrence. It's going to be a beautiful weekend up there. I hope it is. And, yeah. uh, I hope we see some terrific racing. That's that circuit, no matter which series is on it, never disappoints. And and you also get the Japanese, the Singapore, and the Australian Grand Prix back after the high after COVID. So Australian's yeah. a good track. Um, I mean, you, you start with Bahrain. Uh, now Saudi Arabia is the second race of the year, which mm -hmm. is going to be very interesting. Um, I mean, I, I, I'm looking forward to that. I know mm -hmm. the British Grand Prix is going to be really good. 
You've got um, the Italian Grand Prix, which is really nice. Uh, the Austin race, so the second U.S. Grand Prix, um, that's gonna that's gonna happen. So yeah, it, it, I mean, it, it's definitely gonna be the most interesting races out there. Now, yeah, here's another thought too, David. Is um, when you look at the the calendar, mm-hmm. the penultimate race and the final race of the 2022 season are on opposites, literal opposite sides of the world, Brazil to Abu Dhabi. And it's within, it's a one week difference. Oh yeah. They don't have an off week. It's just one Sunday you're in Brazil, Friday you're in Abu Dhabi. Good luck with that one with the jet lag and everything. Yeah. And, and I mean, you look at, I mean, you look at all the, all the things that they've, that they're gonna run and i mean you go imola then to miami then you're ba- at least you got a couple of weeks but then it's barcelona then monaco um i mean but then look at i mean look at this i mean you're in back you're at baku and then a week later you gotta go to canada that's true that is a lot of jet lag for yeah, sure I yeah. mean, it is going to it is going to be very interesting. Yep. So, yep. Kind of shades of the the NASCAR schedule in terms of how how grueling uh, it might be. Yeah. So let's um let's get our final picks in here. Um, who do you think wins the F one title, and who do you think wins constructors? And give it to me if Hamilton does run and if Hamilton doesn't run. If Hamilton runs, I think he takes it. And it's mm-hmm. going to be kind of that um, spirit of I'll show you in kind of a similar psychology to what I think, you know, and, you know, bring this, this um, analogy up again, similar to what, uh, we saw happen with uh, with Tom Brady and the Patriots um, after Deflategate, you know, where he came out and he said, "I'll show you," and they did, and they went out and won the Super Bowl. I think, um, uh, you know, and, and in this case, you know, there's there's you know some clear differences between um, you know the two circumstances, obviously, mm-hmm. um, but I think if you see Lewis Hamilton come back, um, you're going to see him come into this season with with a level of energy and attention to perfection and nothing less that you have never seen out of him before and may and may not have seen out of any other uh, driver in history before i think if if he comes back it's it's going to be him and then everybody else it's not even going to be close now if he and- does not come back then I think this just it's it's a free for all just about, um, and you know you have um, Red Bull's strength and you know clearly Verstappen would be a fav- favorite at that point, but I would be looking for somebody else um, to step up and be that breakout contender this year, and we have some people that can get it done. 
Um, you know, whether or not you see somebody like an Alfa Romeo or a Williams or certainly a Haas, even though they said we're, we're putting all of our attention to 22, I think for them, if they can get back to scoring points again, that's, that's a, 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 a huge step forward for them just unto itself. But in terms of actually um, contending for the title and winning the title, I'm actually looking, this is going to be a make or break season for Leclerc in the Ferrari. So I think it's, he's either going to win the title this year or he's going to be gone. That's it. Uh, who do you think? Uh, so constructors, I take it, you would go with Mercedes if Hamilton's back and then someone else, if not. Yeah, I think, um, I think Red Bull, you're going to have such a stable core there. Um, and you're going to have two really, really sharp drivers, whether or not they're going to be good enough for the uh, for the title is going to be a good question, but um, I think between the two of them, they're going to get the job done for Red Bull on the constructor side, no question. So I I agree. If Hamilton's back, Hamilton's going to win the championship. Mercedes takes the constructors. I I agree with you with one hundred percent on those points. You know, I I think Hamilton's going to use what happened in Abu Dhabi as momentum for that. If Hamilton doesn't come back, Red Bull wins the constructors. But I'm going to say I think Charles Leclerc wins the championship. And the reason I say it is he's going he's to finally break something that he has had trouble with, and that's Monaco. He has, throughout his career... He has not started a race at Monaco. He's never started. Last year, he won the pole, and he crashed, and he didn't start it. Charles Leclerc, I think, will have a, a will, will do well in his home track. I think he wins Monaco this year. And I think he's going to get enough momentum that he's going to carry that championship. So that that's where I stand with those. Very good. Um, any teams that you think, eh, this, this, this one could be a rough one for them. I mean, me personally, I don't think I'm ready to go there yet. Just because um, like you talked about before Barcelona, um, yeah. And the, the preseason testing is going to tell us a terrific amount of information I, that we just don't have right now. I, I, I think Alpine probably um, is going to have a rough year. Um, we don't know what we don't know what what's going to go with on with Haas. Supposedly um, Haas may be making a driver change um there there's reports that um if for something that i think if schumacher's not there then they may be looking at it um but we will we oh phil paldi will race if schumacher gets ferrari call um so you're looking at Pietro Filipaldi possibly um, getting a call up. So we'll see what happens with Haas. Um, 
but we but that all goes into what's going to happen come Barcelona. So yeah, we will, we'll, we'll touch back at that when the season kicks off, when we know what's going on with Barcelona, we'll, we'll revisit our, our thoughts. All right. Well, very good. Um, well, that takes care of um, the, uh, the green flag segment and uh, let's go ahead and move into um, our final thoughts for, uh, for this episode. Yeah. Um, and um, I'll offer some thoughts. Um, talked about this, um, you know, at, at different times, and especially early on in this episode. You know, obviously, you know, this podcast is, uh, you know, is is going to continue on, but you know, it's not going to be the same without Ryan. It's really sad he's not here anymore. You know, we'll we'll do our best with with moving the podcast forward as as you know he would want us to do. You know, it's worth noting, and you know, we talked about this before. You know, we took a, a hiatus for a little while, and you know, I want our, our listeners to know that you know we um, you know the two of us as as um, as married men, fathers, employed full time. You know, we do the the very best that we can to get content out. Um, on as regular a basis as we can. But, uh, you know, sometimes, you know, life commands us that, you know, you have to kind of step away from this for a minute to answer uh, a higher call for a little while. And um, while I hope that um, we can be on a, on a more consistent schedule this coming year, you know, that um, that's always a possibility. Um, and, uh, you know, we don't have a team you know, behind us, uh, you know, I know, for example, I'm a huge fan of, uh, you know, the Dirty Mo Media podcast, Door Bumper Clear in particular. Um, I've, you know, cited some of their thoughts uh, more than a few times on this podcast. You know, they've got a, you know, a full-on team behind them, uh, you know, doing the uh, the editing and uploading and everything. You know, there's people that, that ensure that's done on a consistent basis. And, uh, and we don't have that. So, you know, to our listeners, I want to say thank you for, you know, for your patience in uh, um, listening to us, you know, whenever we can get content out there and, um, you know, looking at our, our, um, our performance, uh, you know, our, the number of plays that we get and where we're getting them from. Um, it's certainly gratifying to see those numbers kind of trending upwards over time. And, you know, the, the, the newer episodes, um, you know, getting progressively more and more plays and, um, we even noticed we get some plays now in Germany. So I'll confess, I don't know uh, much German, but, you know, to our listeners over there, thank you. Please tell more friends about us. Um, we're, we're very happy and, and humbled that we're, uh, we're reaching people on another continent from us. That's, that's very humbling. So um, I guess that's, that's, that's my thoughts um, going into a new year. Um, you know, we're, we're doing it from you know, as a, as a duo now, but, uh, at the same time, you know, we're doing it with, um, you know, the, the spirit and love of racing that, that Ryan had as well. And, um, you know, we're, we're going to give this year, uh, everything we've got. Um, we love this podcast. I love this podcast and we're going to do everything we can to make this a, a really, really special year and, uh, and in, in Ryan's honor. So those are my thoughts, David. Yeah, I mean it, it. It's difficult when you lose, um, you know, someone that that you know that um, you know. Ryan did a lot for us during this podcast. 
when we were developing the idea, you know, Ellie and I did a test run and we thought, you know, we said we needed something else there and, and along came Ryan. I had asked Ryan to help out and he helped develop us. If you listen to our old episodes, we had three breaks. We had two. That was his idea. You know, he wrote, you know, we, we always plan a, a set time and with any podcast out there, you listen to it. We always, sometimes we go longer, sometimes we're shorter. Ryan always helped kept the time. He, he gave us our breaks. He did a lot for us. And it, it was amazing to, to work with him. And is what he got us to on this. And we know he wanted us to continue with it. And we... You know, Elliot, you said it best. We 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 don't have the number one. You know, we don't have all these people out there. I mean, I listen to the Dinner with Racers podcast, and they record throughout the whole season, and then they drop them in the fall their episodes. And it's just you're right. It's the nature of of what we do, and you know, job wise, everything, and. You know, we we appreciate your viewership. Um, we we love. I, I see the plays, and I think it's amazing. You know, we we started this in the beginning. You know, they know where it's going, and it's growing, and we appreciate that. You know, you know there there are going to be some changes coming up. Our breaks may be a little bit different. We're going on to new social media. You know, we're going on new platforms. We're going to try keep the social media rolling. We may be getting a new sponsor down the road. There's the possibility of that coming up. And, and we're looking to have guests on. And, you know, we're, we're going to still try to reach out to guests and see if we can get them on. You know, Ellie and I know people in auto racing, and, and we're trying our darndest to, to bring them on. Um, sure. Brian's gonna be missed. We thank him and thank you for listening. I was shocked when I found out we had plays in Germany. So whoever in Germany's listening to it, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you for everything. And and we're gonna continue on. And this is gonna be a hell of a hell of a season. We, I mean, I can tell you, we're gonna preview NASCAR in the next week. Um, we're going to talk about IndyCar, big news coming out, IndyCar, um, over the past few weeks, uh, NASCAR, the next gen, we've got the clash coming up in NASCAR, the great American race, the Daytona 500. And yes, we're going to work in an episode, um, talking about Ryan. We've got some interesting clips, um, you know. There were there were things that you could talk to, and, and the one thing I could I, I I have to say about this is, and Elliot can attest, we could have a discussion about anything before or after recording, yep. and we could we could have our difference of opinions, and come and at the end of the day there was no damage done. No, we could share our our thoughts, thoughts with each other yeah. and and disagree and 
you know, agree to disagree on some things, but find common ground on others and, you know, still walk away, you know, every bit the, the friends that we were before. Yep. So, and the one goal yeah. eventually we're going to do is eventually this go- this podcast will be on the road at some point, somewhere down the road, mm-hmm. preferably a return back to it. For sure. Yeah. And that was yeah. something Ryan wanted to do was go to the Indy 500 mm-hmm. and we're going to make that happen eventually thank you we appreciate your your listenership and we look forward to looking forward to your listens on the next episode thank you david and uh, again thank you all for for listening uh this is elliot tardif saying um we'll see you next week on episode number 31 i'm david moy see you uh, thank you again and to use words that ryan said Catch you on the next round. This is from Checker to Green.